Okay, well, here we are, daily commute. Today is November the uh, 6th. Yeah, November 6th. We made it. We are officially in November. And uh, the weather is oddly warm where I'm at, but rainy. And so um, it's like a mixture of fall and spring outside, which is kind of confusing, but we're making it through, right? Um, So in today's episode, um, a couple of musings and thoughts about the new iPhone and also um, just whatever else I think about. So here we go. So when they announced the iPhone 10, I was initially not that impressed. And I, I don't know, it just seemed like a lot of hype and it seemed like a lot of unnecessary and it seemed like, hey, why are you getting rid of Touch ID? That's probably one of my favorite features about the iPhone. And, um, you know, I I am an Apple fanboy. Yeah, you, you can say that. I've had Apple stuff for a long time. Um, but a couple years ago, I did switch from an iPhone to uh, a Samsung Galaxy phone. And... People, like, thought that I had gotten sick or something, like, people at work, my family and friends were like, I can't believe you do this, what, what's going on? And honestly, the reason that I switched to uh, a Galaxy was because that iPhone at that time was still doing the ridiculous 16 gig model phone, and then charging you a hundred more dollars just to get to, like, 32. Uh, And with the Galaxy phones, you know, you could put an SD card in there, so I got, like, you know, a 64 gig SD card for nothing on the internet, and then I used that. And I had tons of storage, and I could download music from Google or Spotify or whatever, sync my iTunes across those things with some different kind of tip tricks that Google would do with your iTunes music. So, you know, I honestly, I enjoyed my time with Android because it did feel innovative. It felt kind of like the Wild West. But what I did not love about Android is that the way that they do updates was horrible because you would have to, um, you know, Google would put out an update. And so the Google like Nexus phones back then would get it. And then they would send that update to every carrier and every provider. And then they would have to decide what phones they were going to update, you know, would the Verizon Samsung Galaxy S5 get the update or not. And it was ridiculous. And so my phone got some bad updates. One of them was like corrupted. It basically blew up my battery. Not actually, huh, Samsung. But it didn't actually explode. But it got super hot. It would overheat all the time. It died super fast. And I just got frustrated with the whole process. And that they wouldn't give me the newest update that fixed that problem. That Samsung decided not to port that update to my phone. And so I was upset about that. And then uh, someone that I worked with had an iPhone 6 that they had dropped and the screen was cracked a little bit and they ended up getting a new phone and they actually just gave it to me and I still have that phone and have never gotten the screen fixed so I'm still using an iPhone 6 which this one's a 64 gig and I really like that Um, but that's that's been my daily driver for a long time and honestly it still works pretty good the screen's still cracked in the same spot Um, but it's starting to get a little bit slow. iOS 11 uh, looks really nice on here, 
but I just am, am forcing myself to just let the actions happen and just take it slow. You know, don't just start pushing buttons, just let it do its thing and let it work. So that's where I'm at now. I have an iPhone 6, which means there's a 6S, a 7, uh, an 8, and a 10, all ahead of what I have. And so I'm kind of in a little bit of a dilemma. So honestly, I've been a little bit torn thinking about what phone to get next over the, in the next few months. And I've looked at the Google Pixel 2 XL and Pixel 2, and they look really cool. Uh, they look like they work really well. Stock Android is, is something that I am a little interested in, but they're getting lots of bad reports about like already having burn-in on the OLED display and things just not looking well with like colors and stuff, and that's a problem. And honestly, burn-in on an OLED display is a problem now for the iPhone 10. And Apple has released a few articles about burn-in and talking about what it is and how that the Super Retina display on the iPhone won't burn-in. Um, but then it also says like, hey, don't put this on a static image for too long and don't leave it on for too long. And so people are wondering, if we use this for navigation or something else where it's always on, is that going to be a problem and are you going to get burn-in? And that's a thing to consider uh, that at some point yeah <laughs> no matter how great they made that OLED display it is going to burn in at some point so that's a little bit of a concern but I actually got to hold an iPhone 10 yesterday um, one of my uh, co-workers that we share an office in our creative team got one on, he's on like a one-year iPhone upgrade program, so he had a he had a seven plus, and now he has the ten. And oh man, holding it was something pretty cool. And honestly, I wasn't impressed with the iPhone ten until I held it, because I like my iPhone six. I like the plus size. It's a little bit big, but I appreciate what it is. But holding an iPhone ten just felt really good honestly the way that like full screen um you know like the galaxy 8 and 8 plus and all that and the note has sort of that you know total display um but when you cup the iphone in your hand it just looks really great the screen feels a lot longer it's not as wide as an iPhone 8 Plus or 7 Plus, definitely. But it has, I don't know, you know, it just, it's made to be held in your hand. I feel like the iPhone Plus models were made to sort of, you know, almost flip sideways. Great for watching things, great for browsing, right? Like Safari even would give you tabs. You could do the split screen on your text messages. Like it was kind of a you know, it had some iPad elements to it where you would want to hold it in landscape mode a lot. But this phone is made to be held in, in one hand and swipe with your other, and it just is so long. It's really interesting. And so, yeah, now I'm really torn because I found myself really liking that iPhone. And it's, it's just kind of like, oh man, I don't know. I was really sold on not getting one and just getting um, something else, maybe like a 7 Plus or maybe an 8 Plus and, you know, having some, some cost difference. But uh, for the first time 
in a long time, holding the product made a huge difference. And that's that's been a thing, I think, in the last, really since the iPhone 6 came out, which is what I still have, that was really a big leap forward, right? A larger phone, a little bit different form factor, the way that they did everything. And now, you know, one, the first time I held a 6, it was almost disorienting because I had a 5. But I was like, wow, this is so huge. <laughs> and now it just feels so normal. But it was that same feeling of holding the iPhone 10, like, okay, this is a new thing. And so now I'm stuck deciding whether I want the best version of this sort of original iPhone idea in the 8 Plus or the 8, or do I want the first model of the new thing? So now I just don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to get. And honestly, I'm sad that phones are so expensive. Um, it makes that choice a lot harder. Of course, paying like a monthly thing, you know, the, the monthly price is, is just a couple dollars different to get something like an 8 plus over the 10. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's a weird market. I am. I thought the iPhone 10 was amazing. I really do. It's it's innovative and it feels really cool. Also, I don't usually like to buy the first gen of something. Um, like I got a new MacBook Pro recently, 13 inch, and it was the 2017 model, which was an update of the 2016 model. And even though it wasn't a huge update. They fixed the keyboard, they fixed some other things, there's the, the new processor in it, like it's a better computer than the 2016 model, even if the in even if the outside looks identical. Um, so uh, you know that I struggle with that. Like, do I want to buy this now? And am I gonna regret this a year from now? But then I also struggle with if I buy uh, a 7 plus or an 8 plus or something like that, am I going to regret that? because it's like, you know, old. <laughs> it already feels old, you know? Like picking up an iPhone 8 Plus would just feel like picking up a faster version of what I already have. And I don't know, I'm kinda torn. This is weird. Apple is doing something weird. And I think that they're trying to, you know, give people options. Um, and that's not really the way that Apple does things, historically. So I don't know. It, it's a weird world. And I, I'm not sure. So, you know, my phone that I have still works. I still use it. I still like it. It's not broken yet. So I'm just going to keep using it. And uh, I have some time to decide. But I do really like the iPhone 10. And... If I play with one some more, if I hold one some more, I'll probably keep wanting it. It has that, uh, it, you know, can't get past it. It has that Apple mystique to it, right? Like, like you, some of you probably don't remember when the iPod came out. And that's weird because that makes me feel old and I'm not that old. But I remember the first time that I held an iPod and listened to music on it and it blew my mind because I had an RCA MP3 player and it was awful. It had a shuffle mode on it 
that was not random. <laughs> it was a program. There was only one shuffle to play, like, you know, song one and then seven and then 15 and then what, you know, it didn't even shuffle. And I just remember using it mowing the grass. One, amazed that I could not have to carry a CD player because it's hard to mow the grass with a CD player. Um, so it was an amazing invention. But the iPod revolutionized music in a portable way. And I actually still have my iPod. Uh, no, it's not even a classic. It was before that was even a thing. It's not even color. It has a click wheel. Fourth generation iPod. And I still use it on a weekly basis. Um, it is a great music player. And it still totally works. Spinning hard drive and all. So, you know, like, <laughs> I don't see it. Like, I've had that for a long time. I got that when I was, like, 15 or 16 years old. And I'm 28. So... It's been with me for a long time. It's the longest, probably, piece of technology I've had the longest over anything else. And I don't see my iPhone 6 lasting that long. I don't see an iPhone 10 lasting that long. Um, it's just a different time. So I appreciate the innovation, Apple. I'm glad to see some of the magic back. Also, uh, I don't know. Do I join the first wave of people? Or do I ride out something that's been really solid? Because that's why I still have an iPhone, right? Uh, and haven't switched back to Android. Because it works. And I need a phone that works. I need an ecosystem that works all the time. And I'm afraid to switch back to Android because I'm afraid it's not going to work. So I appreciate the care that Apple has. And yeah. So we shall see. But check back for new episodes. Tomorrow I'll talk about something else, right? We're done with technology. I'll see you later.